podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. There might be a bomb on the field. No one knows. There is not a lot of real grass, and most wouldn't even call it a cricket field at all. Just stones, dirt, and agricultural troughs. There's a concrete strip for playing on, and a bunch of young men who want to play some cricket. One of them has to walk around the ground looking for potential IEDs. He isn't wearing ballistic protection, he's not behind a mine-resistant armoured vehicle, and he's not controlling a bomb-diffusing robot from a safe distance. He's wearing cricket clothes, a blue Afghan tiger's top, and a cap. He's not supposed to be working today. It's supposed to be his day off from his job as a translator for the US Marines. But there are no days off in Afghanistan. This attack, if there is one, is also not from some unknown enemy. The IED will have been planted by a fellow countryman, perhaps even someone he knows. The idea is to kill him, probably, or really anyone involved in the game. That someone wants to kill him is not a new thing. This is his life. Welcome to our new season of Double Century on a cricketer who never even made it to the professional ranks. Mohibullah Achawal is his name, but he prefers to be called Archie. We don't know how talented he was or where he would have gone in cricket, but there are stories that he certainly had talent and he played some games against people who went on to represent Afghanistan. But instead of him wearing the blue of his nation, he fought for his life, his country and his freedom. Welcome to the new season of Double Century on the Shahid Afridi of Kansas. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. The Hindu Kush mountains are hard. Ice, rocks, and trees. You don't travel through them. You travel around them. Archie is a true Pashtun from the south of the Hindu Kush. When his family crossed the border into Pakistan, he's a refugee who cannot crawl, but he is already on the run from war. At this stage, Archie is 39 days old, and he is being carried around those mountains. It is 1987 or 1986. No one can ever be sure of the exact date. The 39-day-old Archie is sick the entire journey, and he never leaves his mother's arms. His family consists of his grandparents, his father, uncle, and sister. They travel in a convoy with other villagers who are also making their way to safety in Pakistan. The village they are leaving is Dasti Achi, in Afghanistan's Kunduz province. Not their tribal homeland, but territory given to soldiers. Among them, the boy's grandfather was given it because he fought for his country. Archie has two more uncles. They're also both soldiers. Sadly, the family has not heard from them since they went to fight, and they will never hear from them again. At night, they move because they are fearful of the Soviet invaders and also, at times, their own people, who might consider them traitors for leaving. Behind them are the Mujahideen, some of the greatest fighters who ever lived and died, who are busy resisting the Soviets. Archie's grandfather, a Mujahideen leader, 
travels with the family. He also had two brothers who fought in the Afghan army. One way or another, Archie's family have always been involved with war. They are Pashtun Ghazi, or warriors. When they get to the other side, Archie and his family live in the Shah Jahan Abed refugee camps. They have their own tent. Of course, we now call this Pakistan, but in many people's eyes, it is Pashtun land. Pakistan and Afghanistan were separated formally in 1893, after the British drew a line where they believed King Abdul Rahman Khan's land finished and British India started. The Pashtuns have been the majority in Afghanistan for generations. Many of the leaders of Afghanistan have been Pashtuns. In fact, Afghanistan loosely means land of the Pashtun. And that land is south of the Hindu Kush. The poet Kushul Katak once wrote, Pull out your sword and slay anyone that says Pashtun and Afghan are not one. Arab knows this, and so do Romans. Afghans are Pashtuns. Pashtuns are Afghans. Katak was a warrior poet who believed that all the tribes that made up the Afghans should fight for what was theirs, their land, their mountains, their culture. That spirit was very strong in Archie's family. In fact, his father and grandfather regularly went back and joined their old militia groups across the border to fight the Soviets. Without homes to go to, they would sleep in the mountains at night, and by day they would wage war for their land. Their life was very different in Pakistan, of course. There they were, Majar, which is a Pashto word used mostly for Afghanistan refugees, and it was not meant as a compliment. That's a big change from them being in Afghanistan, where they were the proud warriors of the Mamon tribe. At Archie's feet is a pile of cloth, rope, and rubber. He knows exactly what he needs. Taking each item carefully from the pile, he tightly packs the materials into a round shape. The tension is the important bit. If he makes mistakes, it won't bounce. It will be a failure. One of Archie's friends stands by the field where some other boys are playing cricket waiting for them to discard the tape that they are using on their ball. When their tape gets old and frayed, they throw it towards him. He grabs it and runs back to Archie, who carefully wraps it around his new invention. His Frankenstein's ball is now ready. All of his friends are excited, and they run off to play cricket. Archie is just a young boy who wants to play the game he loves. But on the other side of the world, a few decades earlier, there was another young boy who had that same dream. His name was Edward Fox, and he now lives in Wichita, Kansas. He followed a woman there all the way from Australia. They built a family, and he built businesses. Fox is a successful man. He acquires businesses that excite him and then tries to make them better. He loves his life in Wichita, the wife he moved there for, the children they created, and the part of the world they inhabit. And over a decade earlier, before he made that flight to the US, he wrote a list of goals. A family was one, another one was living in the US for an extended time, and a third was to own his own property. But there was one thing that Edward Fox wanted to bring to make his part of America even more perfect. Cricket. When Fox was a kid, he'd played in the backyards of Australia. When he batted, he pretended to be Sahir Abbas. Unlike Abbas, Fox was not tall and thin. He was, in his own words, graceless. He batted 11 and didn't bowl. He wanted to learn more, play more become a better cricketer, but there was always someone between him and the ground, an older kid, another team, some adults. His mother had once said to him that if they bought a plot of land big enough, they'd build a ground for him. That never happened, 
but her throwaway line became the last goal on his list, to own a cricket field. Fox tried to get the city of Wichita to allocate him a cricket ground. They had shown him a book of parks, and he picked the one he thought was right for them, but they kept finding reasons why it wouldn't work. This happened several times, and the city officials never quite brought into his plans. At this point, Fox had already hooked his sons on his game as well, and he had been travelling around from school to school in Kansas like a cricket evangelist. He bought over a thousand plastic cricket sets to give out. He started a program called Hot Shot Cricket and a Cricket Little League, but he needed a field. This was still canvas. Cricket was always going to be a hard sell. Fox was used to the fast-paced nature of business. He had no time for government bureaucracy. He said to his wife, I'm an entrepreneur, damn it. I can build my own field. So he bought 15 acres to live and play cricket on. He rebuilt a farm into a cricket ground, consulting former pro cricketers on the best kind of cricket pitch. He had training facilities as well and plans for a pavilion and viewing decks. He thought to himself, one day there will hopefully be professional sight screens to assist the batters and an electronic scoreboard and everything else. In the first game on the ground, he and his pre-teen son, Jason, played together in the Wichita World Eleven. They were hopeless. Their wicketkeeper was a 67-year-old New Zealander. They had two Americans who were playing for the first time. And Fox's own skill had not been greatly improved by the 10 years he hadn't been playing cricket. But this wasn't about cricket for Edward Fox. It was about the fact he had created something, achieved his last goal, one of his earliest dreams. He and his wife, the woman who once accidentally took cricket away from him, stood by the boundary, looking at what they had done. So proud, so happy. Fox had created this perfect cricket environment. That's not the world that Archie lived in. But there was also some luck in Archie's upbringing. Of course, his family had moved to Pakistan from Afghanistan. If he stayed in Afghanistan, who knows what his future would have been. But most importantly for him, he wouldn't have found cricket. And he didn't just find any cricket, did he, Archie? When he crossed that line and he moved into Pakistan, he found their cricket. There is no beast more captivating than a Pakistani fast bowler. It starts with the run-up, right? They are like beautiful predators, like the cheetah you want to see catch the springbok. At the crease, there's quite often a leap. The hair is moving. The action is moving. It's a bound, a caper, an escalation of joy. And when the ball comes out, it's like so fast with a mind of its own. The ball is now swinging around in any direction, left, right, up, down. It's the definition of chaos. The batters are powerless to resist this. So if international batters couldn't handle the Pakistani pace bowlers, what do you think of a young boy from Afghanistan watching it on an old TV set? He took one look at Akib Javid, Wakar Yunus, and was a Akram. And Archie was in love with the sport. And most importantly, he was in love with the way Pakistan played it. Thanks for listening to Double Century. This podcast was made entirely possible by our supporters at Patreon. You can find the link in the show notes. Double Century is a podcast narrated, produced, and co-written by me, Jared Kimber. Abhishek Mukherjee is the main writer, and Nick McCorriston edits, mixes, and co-produces the show. Sports Social Podcast Network.